This is the dotted line, 97.1 FM. Shane Nicholson is a singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, a um, record producer and a sound engineer and just all-round overachiever. And he has a brand new <laughs> album out. The album is called Living in Colour and he joins me. Hey, Shane. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. Uh, a little bit of overachieving on this album. <laughs> I, uh, well, thanks. I just see it as achieving. I, I was just um, trying to make a record at a really crazy time and where it wasn't all that easy to make records. It's still not, you know. Um, so um, it's just achieving to me. I feel glad that it got done at all. Fair enough. I, w- I was... Actually, really intrigued. I, I have always known of your skills as uh, a producer, record producer, uh, before I got to know your music, actually. And it was listening to this album, I was wondering how Shane Nicholson goes about producing an album for Shane Nicholson. It's kind of, well, I used, I used to think of it as being quite tricky because I've done it before. Um, and then I went, the last few albums I, I've, actually got some outside influence in. I got one of my best mates, who's an incredible producer, Matt Fell, to do, to produce my last few records to remove myself from the process um, just because I've found it tricky in the past um, to produce myself. But then this one, I was kind of forced to do it out of necessity because I it was mostly during lockdowns where we couldn't be in other studios and work with other people. So I kind of just fell into producing this one myself and I was pleasantly surprised to learn that I think I'm better at it now than I used to be producing myself being able to shift between the different roles that are required producer artist and and not get too bogged down in between those two things which I I found can happen so I think maybe over the years I've inadvertently learned how to produce myself better, um, certainly argue with myself better and resolve those arguments um, quicker <laughs> than I used to. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I, was, I was intrigued by if, if someone, if you're producing for someone else and they bring you a song and they sit down, they play the song for you, this is the first time you have ever heard this and you think, oh, th- this has got to have a lap steel guitar or whatever in it. But when you're the songwriter, when does that happen? As you're writing the songs, do you think, oh, I'm going to put this into it, or or later? That is sort of what intrigued me, I guess, about it. Yeah, it certainly can happen. Things like that can happen as you're writing, and often do. Uh, It might not be specific instruments. It might be just a general sound or uh, another song you're using as a reference. It could Some of those things, yeah, do happen. Sometimes they don't. And every writer's different too. Um, I find that, I guess, because I produce so often that it's hard for me to separate those two things. So as I'm writing, I am pretty much forming a finished sound in my head of what where the song's going and what it could be. So, um, which is a large part of the reason I've given that job to someone else in the last few albums, just so that it challenged my. Um, initial instincts a bit more because I think it's it's really important to be challenged, you know, and not just uh, rest on your 
laurels and rest on your um, past experience. You know, I like to be challenged. Um, but this one, obviously, yeah, out of necessity, I had to do it myself. So um, I was following pretty much the plan that came when I was writing it. And I find that artists come to me and play their songs and sometimes they have those thoughts too, that they have no real direction for the song other than they say, I just really hear strings on this, you know, I want violins or something, you know, that um, some kind of emotional sound or something. And, and, you know, yeah, everybody's different. Every artist is different. That's why I love producing. You never really know what's going to happen day to day, you know, what people are going to bring in and how what they're going to throw at you. I love it. Tell me about some of the songs on the album, and you will have your way. Uh, there's like I've noticed sort of through the whole album, there is just a touch of sadness running through this album. But on this track, uh, there's a healthy dose of cynicism as well. Yeah, so this is the, the, the sorry, not the title track. It's the first track on the record, and it starts with a lyric that references the previous album. So the idea is that it's it's continuing a a narrative that started you know, a while ago. And it's um, it's basically that song is me realising that, uh, you know, I'm middle-aged now, I've, I feel like I've reached, I'm, well, I'm just about reaching my peak cynic stage of life. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm the um, eternal pessimist and uh, that kind of, you know, and I'm reach, I feel like I've gotten to the grumpy old man stage before I become the old man. But then there's also this... Um, separate timeline running alongside that where I've become more and more uh, embracing of the close relationships I have with friends and family and my partner and things like that and the importance of working on those relationships more and fostering them and encouraging them to you know flourish rather than just letting them bubble along and exist you know and the I think the genesis of that has been the fallout of us losing uh, our very close friend, Glenn Hanna, in 2019. He was in my band for 16, 17 years, part of our gang, you know, part of our group. We worked together nearly every day, and uh, we lost him to suicide in 2019. And it's one of the fallouts of that is it's brought our group a lot closer together, I think, tighter, and we become more aware of each other. And that would be the sadness that you're detecting in the record is because he is pretty much a thread that weaves entirely right the way through this record. So um, there is certainly a sadness there, but it's a, a cathartic, therapeutic kind of uh, sadness, I think. Spitting blood When the old ghosts Come walking in When the bugs wake up Beneath your skin That hopeless kid That stole a crown Will send his dogs To hunt you good 
The Dotted Line, 97.1 FM. I am chatting to Shane Nicholson about his new album. The album is called Living in Colour. Helena really liked this track, although, again, it has it has a, a, a sadness to it, but there's an amazing imagery in the lyrics of this. Well, this, weirdly, it's my first and only ever uh, dream song. You know? And so I, I, had a, I woke up one morning with this song, uh, that had come to me in a dream. Uh, it doesn't really happen to me very often, but I've, I've always been jealous of songwriters. It seems to happen to a lot of people. And I, I feel like I wish that happened more for me because it's kind of hard work to write songs. It's great if they could just come to you in the sleep. <laughs> but this one kind of did, not the whole song, but the title and the, bit of the chorus and some of the melody, and but none of the story. So I kind of woke up and wrote the story to the song that I'd had formed in my dream and so there's some imagery there that I probably wouldn't have normally used or or wouldn't have even thought of it was just because there were random things that came at me in a a dream it was really kind of odd and and then the song kind of ended up morphing into a story about my my girlfriend and uh, and how she's she's lived with a you know life-threatening disease for a long long time and she's getting you know it's just part of her life and our life and and that kind of weaves its way into songs on records and it's not the first time, you know, that's kind of become a thing in a song. So, yeah, it kind of became it became a more of a personal song even though it came from this really weird, abstract, kind of disconnected ball of mess in a dream. <laughs> it was really odd. I don't even know who Helena is. I don't know where that name came from. It was just in the dream. <laughs> My girlfriend heard it and, and she kind of looked at me quizzically and said, who the hell (laughs) is Helena? (laughs) (laughs) You had a ten-ton elephant sitting in 
tried to make a joke, but you looked a little less than impressed. I wish I could see the movie that's playing behind your eyes. I wish I knew what to say, but I don't, so I improvise. Oh, Helena, it's been a while since I've seen you smile. Oh, Helena, it only hurts for a while. This is The Dotted Line. I'm chatting to Shane Nicholson about his new album. The album is called Living in Colour. Uh, there's a track on here, you you were channeling my youth, Harvest on Vinyl. Yeah, well, I, I think a lot of us might um, have a similar story. I, I, Neil Young's Harvest was one of the first vinyls I found or started playing as a you know kid at home, and my parents owned it, and... Um, it stuck with me forever. You know, those records that make an, a huge impression on you when you're young, they stick with you. It was kind of that record that made me realise there's a person behind this music, a songwriter with a 
you know, with thoughts and feelings and an ideal. And he wrote this song and then he recorded it and played it and toured it. And it made it music kind of personal to me, that record. And I realized that there's a person behind it, you know, an artist. And, and that's where I got the creative bug. So I started writing songs pretty much because of Harvest. And then that record has been with me all my life, you know, it just carries through. It's, um, Amazing how music does that. It's become a soundtrack to my life. And mm. I lost it for a few years, that vinyl, as we all do. You know, I was on the road. I was touring a lot. And, um, I, I, I lost that vinyl, so I bought it back years later. But, you know, vinyl's come back into fashion again. So now it was $50 to buy the record back. And then I thought, there's got to be a song in this somewhere. <laughs> so uh, so it's I've got it now. I've got, I've got, and I've found the old one, my my mum actually kept the old one, so all those years I thought it was gone, she kept it. So I have the old original from when I was a kid, and I've got the new one that cost 50 bucks. So I thought there's a, there's a good song there.
You had a stack of um, tour dates coming up, all of which seem to have um, disappeared. It's uh, the joys of a pandemic and lockdown. How do people find that information out If you know when, when gigs come back online? I think the best place, Ground Zero, is probably my website, my official website, which is just shanenicholson.com. Um, my poor manager's just every day rescheduling <laughs> shows yeah. and moving them around. It seems to be his whole life at the moment, so he does. So um, the website's probably the first place to reflect those changes. I mean, we're adamant the tour's been booked and rebooked two or three times now. Um, but instead of canning it, I, I like having something to look forward to. So we haven't canned it completely at all. I haven't even moved the whole thing. We're just leapfrogging shows from the front to the back at the moment so that hopefully once things open up and we can get out there again, which will happen eventually, it's just a matter of time, um, we can just pick up the tour pretty quickly from then. So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty keen to get out and play, especially, you know, everyone always is with a new album. You just want to get on the road and play it. Um, but it, it's also what... It's also what happens after you release a record, you know, especially when you've been doing it for quite a while. You release the album and you're on tour. And it feels to me like only half the equation has been solved so far. The record's out and I'm just waiting around to go on tour. It's very odd. It feels very eerie, kind of day after tomorrow kind of vibe. Um, It's a very strange kind of like uh, silence to be sitting around in when a record is just released. So I'm itching to get out there. Um, I would just, yeah, I would suggest the website might be the best place or pretty much any of the social sites as well. We always try and keep everyone informed as much as we can. But, you know, fingers crossed, touring's coming back eventually. Um, It's just a matter of time. It was interesting. As I listened to the album, the first time I listened sort of from start to finish of the new album, I I kept having these images of... a big gig, you, your band, up on stage, and the whole audience singing along with these songs. These are the sort of songs, it seems to me, that everyone will learn them and they'll come to your gigs and they will sing along with them. Oh, just the thought of that, you know, and having how it's been so long since that's happened, just just the thought of that makes me smile. It's just, um, I think we're just missing that so much, so... If you can manifest that for me, I'd be really appreciative. (laughs) (laughs) This is The Dotted Line. I am chatting to Shane Nicholson about his new album. The album's called Living in Colour. You've won the odd award or two, I think three ARIA awards and 11 Golden Guitar Awards, somewhere around about there, and you've won one of them for one of the tracks on this album, The High Price of Surviving. I think you won the this year's Best Song of the Year Golden Guitar Award. I did. I was very lucky. I mean, it was a, the Apple Song of the Year Golden Guitars, yeah, and uh, it was... Obviously, it was it's it's great to win any award. That one was extra special because it's the only song on the record that I co-wrote with another person, and, um, which I don't do a lot of or any of on my own records really. Um, but every year I work, I go up to a uh, a songwriters retreat in Nundal in New South Wales, and I tutor songwriters, you know, mm. and we write we write songs together and. Um, there's a whole a group of us tutors, musicians and artists that go up and tutor a whole class full of songwriters every year. It's great fun. And I wrote that song with a young guy from Queensland called Leon Milner, who's incredibly talented. And we just wrote that one morning 
in a few hours between breakfast and lunch and then recorded it and I recorded it you know sort of like maybe a year later or something and then released it and it just became this you know little little song that could and I was just humbled to win that for him that was his first golden guitar he got to stand up on stage and accept the award with me and he got to acknowledge uh, the song and be introduced to the industry and, and it, was, it was just awesome to be able to kind of help him do that I think for his first time and his family were at our table and it was just one of the most you know satisfying artistic moments I've had it was awesome Fall from grace every now and then Loving and losing From pillar to post The things we hold dear can hurt us the most It's just the price of surviving we pay For sticking it out through another day But it's better than taking the other way I bury myself in cigarette ash I draw the curtain, there ain't much to see The world moves along and forgets about me It's just the price of surviving we pay For sticking it out through another day But it's better than taking the other way of surviving this life Learning to breathe through the trouble and strife When living is only being alive Then it's just the price of surviving the pain Sticking it out through another day But it's better than taking the other way This is The Dotted Line, chatting to Shane Nicholson about his new album. Life Ain't Fine. This is, um, again, a sadness in this song as well, but a, uh, a response to a Paul Kelly song. Yeah, it's just a cheeky, it's a cheeky rebuttal, I guess, or answer to his uh, Life Is Fine. And, uh, and I basically just had the idea of singing the opposite, Life Ain't Fine, and he's, <laughs> I, I went one step further and used a whole range of his song titles from over the years to tell the story in the song. So a lot of the lyrics in this song are, are actual Port, other Port Kelly song titles as well. Yeah, it's kind of cheeky. So I actually 
got his permission first. I sent it, he was the first person I played it to, made sure <laughs> that it was okay that I <laughs> that I put this song out into the world. And he he was a totally into it because Paul's a huge country music fan and there's a long standing tradition in country music especially of answering songs where an artist will release a song and then he about somebody often and then that person will will then release their version as an answer, you know, a year or two later. And that's happened so many times uh, throughout the years. And he said, I love an answering song, so, you know, go for it. And that's pretty much what it is. It's uh, uh, answering. And it just kind of takes the other side. It's basically a love, you know, it's like just a simple love lost song, but dressed up in a, in a different, you know, set of clothes, I think. And, um, it, it is just a song. Surprisingly, though, I had so many friends of mine when that was released call me up and check that I was okay or that I, that I hadn't, you know, that my partner Em and I hadn't broken up or something. They thought it was so autobiographical. It's like, I've been releasing songs for 20 years. Surely you realise now that they're not all true. They're not all autobiographical or, you know, steeped in, in facts. So it was just, yeah, it was just kind of a little fun ditty really I think I just kind of had a little bit of fun writing it that was all it was I could never write a love song but if you made me cry it's not for one to try and cross my heart and hope to die and if I somehow managed to write my first today It'd be a different song with different things to say Cause you're 39, you're beautiful, but you're no longer mine No matter what Paul Kelly says, life ain't fine And though a star exploded and then we formed from the dust it's hard to believe the universe believes in us If there's a bigger picture then I'm yet to see it all In the meantime I'll whistle up another cannonball So please leave your light on while your loving's on my mind No matter what Paul Kelly says Yeah. 